Hello. Can you guys hear me? Oh, you guys can hear me now. What's up, guys? How's it going? So the most important part of my preparation was this line that I'm about to say, and that is, kindergarten through fifth graders, please come up front. <laughs> Man, it seems like that is, that's the only part of the sermon that they hear, so I just really wanted to just nail it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as they get down, or as they line up to go downstairs, how are your guys' weeks going? How are your guys' day going? Okay, cool. You guys answered. I, I was super worried about that. I'm, obviously, I'm a little nervous, so just wanted some, you know, a little back and forth there. Um, so just to tell you guys a little bit about me, I just started um, school at MCC about, what, two months ago, guys? Something like that? Yeah. Um, and I'm going for youth ministry. And... Uh, what, as, as anything in life, there are some things that I definitely don't like about MCC, and there's some things that I absolutely love about MCC. And one of those things is the fact that they challenge us to dive deeper into the Word than I have personally ever dove, and they challenge us to look at the Word from different angles than I have ever looked at them. And, man, at first I, I was like, okay, why do I need to know what God's message was for Ephesus when, I, when I'm coming out of Ephesians, you know? Or what was Paul's message, because Paul wrote it. But... Truly, like understanding those, that like that angle really helps us or really helped me understand the message that that the church can use in today's um, time. Also, before I get started, I just want to say I have a newfound respect for Ronnie, who does this every week. I had three months to to prepare for this, and I'm a pretty big procrastinator, so I waited till like last night to get it done. Um, So just just hang with me. Just hang with me. Um, but before we start, will you guys please, please pray with me? Um, dear Lord, I just, just pray that um, the message that I am about to give um, can be your words, not my own, and that I can convey it in a clear way. And, uh, and Lord, I, lastly, I just pray that um, the congregation's heart will just be softened to the message. And uh, yeah, amen. Okay, that was nice and short and sweet. That's what I always get told. It doesn't got to be long. It just got to be honest. Okay, so if you guys will, please turn with me to Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start reading that while you guys get turned. Um, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. All right. That was a lot. But to summarize what we just read, we were dead in our trespasses, we were dead in our sins, but God, being rich in mercy, gave us a gift of Jesus. All right, so as probably many of you know, this is my first sermon. Um, I'm sure it's probably obvious. Um, also, I, I'm, I'm pretty new to this, so in that, I'm also pretty new to this whole relationship with Yahweh. Yahweh is the name that God gave Moses to call him. 
Um, but I tell you that not to discredit myself and make you guys think that I'm dumb, um, but to show how much I have learned and, sh and also to tell you guys that I do have just a little bit more to learn. I'm almost at Ronnie's level. Um, however, with, all, with everything that I've, that I've learned in my faith, that one, one concept or one churchy word that's always been hard for me to just wrap my head around was faith. Now, in that, um, being a, a 2019, you know, 20-year-old college student, I went to the greatest resource known to man, Google. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Google defines faith as having belief or trust in something. Now, now this, made, this made it really hard for me um, because I've, I've put my faith in, in many things. I've put my faith in people. I've put my faith in things like alcohol and partying. Um, and, I've been, and every time that I did something like that, I was, I was left empty and searching. And, and so in this, I, I'm just left empty and searching. And, uh, and, I, and I was literally, if you go back to those first few verses, I was, I was literally a... A, um, what, what does it say? Sorry, I'm, my mind's going everywhere and I'm trying to focus. Um, okay, so I was left empty and I, and I literally followed the prince of the power of the air and, and satisfied my worldly desires like lust and, and partying alcohol. And, and I was a child of wrath in the sense literally that I was in high school, I was just angry at life. And I, and I oftentimes was, would get into a lot of fights just to satisfy that anger. Useless fights, honestly. Um, so, so with that, because I put my faith in all these other things and all these other worldly things, why would I want to put my faith in God? That was, that was my first big question. And, and I got my answer one night while driving with Matt to a random summer camp to pick up a bunch of middle schoolers. And, and on that drive, I asked him that exact question. Why would I want to put my faith in God? And guys, I think the only reason I'm still standing here is because we were driving. Matt was driving, so he couldn't, like, kill me. Because the way he looked at me, I literally thought I was about to get drop kicked. Um, but instead, he took a deep breath, and he recited these few verses. I'm going to pick up in Ephesians 2, verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. You guys will jump down with me to verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God. Now before I get any farther, I want you guys to know that before you guys think that Matt is like some crazy biblical scholar and he has these like verses memorized, no, he had to pull up his Bible to, to recite them. But he did say that those were some of his, his favorite verses in the Bible. Now I still, you know, being, being young and 19, I still didn't quite get what that meant. So I really enjoy analogies, so here's an analogy for you guys. There's going to be a couple of them, so just, just hold on. So, a Christmas sweater, that old Christmas, sweater, that old Christmas sweater that Grandma always knits you guys, right? Thing is, just picture that. It's ugly, it's itchy, it's uncomfortable, and uh, so you don't want to wear it. Well, Grandma is loaded. If you guys don't know what loaded means, that means she's got fat stacks of cash. It means she's rich. So, so you know that because Grandma's loaded, she, she's going to always give you these, these super nice gifts, right? She's, she's always going to have the nicest, most expensive gifts. But Grandma, just being the difficult woman she is, shows up a week early to Christmas and says, if you want those gifts, you have to wear the sweater that she, that she knitted you. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm about to wear that thing in the shower. I'm about to wear that thing to bed. I'm about to wear that thing to church. And when anybody asks me about it, I'm going to be like, I'm going to tell them how great my grandma is because I want those dang gifts. All right? Now, 
I'm sure you kind of made some connections, um, but the sweater is our faith. It's a representation of our faith. The grandma who is loaded is God, as God is loaded. And those great gifts are things like Jesus, unrelenting grace, and an eternal afterlife, right? So if all we have to do is have faith to get those gifts, um, then, then why are we doing it? Now, now, the church oftentimes treats faith like an actual sweater, okay? They, when, it, when it gets uncomfortable, when we get un- asked those uncomfortable questions, when it gets hot, we literally take it off, and we just, we just say, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll set this off over here. But there's a difference, a key difference, between God and grandma, okay? Grandma can't be with you at all times. Grandma's not going to be with you in the shower, all right? You're just going to have to tell her, I was wearing it, and she'll just believe you. But God is with us at all times, in the faithful and unfaithful moments. So he knows when we haven't been faithful. Now the, now the really cool thing is we get, we, get this, we get this neat little guy called Jesus. All right? And because of that, we are covered in those unfaithful moments. But again, if, if all we have to do is get things, or have faith to get things like unrelenting grace and an eternal afterlife... If all we have to do is have faith or wear our sweater, how often are you guys going to wear your sweater? Now that we understand that faith is, as Google defined it, trust and belief in something, and we know why that is important and, and to receive said gifts, what's next? That was my next big question. Like, now that we believe in Jesus, and we believe that Jesus is who he said he was and did die to cover our sins, then, then is all I got to do, or sorry, I forgot a part. We also got to get baptized, right? Like, that's a big deal. Um, so we believe, we have faith, and we get baptized. Is, is all we got to do, show up to church on Sundays and pray Monday through Saturday? Well, good thing I know of some, a book, or, or a collection of many books. Sorry, trying to get my notes all. That might have an answer. So if you guys will turn back to me, or turn back with me, not turn back to me, um, to verses 9 through 10. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, if we look back at those, we, we accept faith, and then once we have faith, we should do something with that, right? Like, like, we have a faith, we accept Jesus, and then we should do something with that. And now I had a kid at youth group that came up with this revolutionary term that just blew my mind to, to help me describe this, and it's called Jesus physics. All right, so physics is, is something like, you know, how things work. It's just how the world works, physics. Jesus physics is that we have faith, we accept Jesus, and instead of keeping it to ourselves, we should do something with it. So... Again, because I love analogies so much. Here's another one. So you're at a pizza party, and you get your favorite pizza. All right? And as you sit down to enjoy this pizza with a whole bunch of other people who also have their favorite pizzas, you can't help but remember that a few doors down, there's a family who doesn't know when their next meal is coming. So do you enjoy the pizza, your favorite pizza, with the people like you that also have their pizzas, or do you go share it with that family? So while you guys chew on that, I have a story for you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this all back around, so just, 
Just hang with me. So what was it, about a month and a half ago, Manhattan got a whole lot of rain. Now, the state of Kansas, the Midwest, the U.S., has gotten a whole lot of rain this year, which has just been ridiculous. But Manhattan has terrible draining, so when we get a whole lot of rain in a short amount of time, it leads to something called flash flooding. Just in case you guys didn't know what that was called. Um, so, so we're sitting there, and it's about midnight. Now, I'm passed out, right? It's midnight. I get it. I'm a college student, but guys, I, I still got a bedtime. And my roommate comes running in and is like, bro, we got to go save this car. And I'm like, well, bro, I'm in my undies, so we got a problem. Um, so after a little humorous back and forth, I, I jump out, throw some shoes on, and I run outside. Now, it's still pouring down raining. And I run outside to meet eight or nine other MCC students, and I, my first thought was, why do I need to be out here when all these other guys are also out here? And as soon as I stepped into the road, I realized the water was thigh deep. So like pushing a car, normally one, two guys could do it, but thigh deep water, yeah, you need, you need a lot of guys. So, so we, we push that car up into somebody's driveway, and then we go on like a tirade throughout Manhattan, and we save like six or seven other cars. Pretty cool, right? But the coolest part about that night was that we got to bring a couple people back to the dorms. These people didn't have rides back home. They didn't have anybody who could come pick them up. They didn't live close. So we brought them back to the dorms. Um, and I'm going to briefly tell you about two of those people. One guy was a soldier. He'd been in Kansas for about three weeks, and he virtually knew no one, at least no one who would be willing to come pick him up. So we brought him back to the dorms, and the guys made him up a room, and I mean, they went the full nine with this room. They, they got him extra towels, extra blankets, extra sheets, extra pillows. They, they really made his room nicer than, than my room, honestly. The, the other person that I'm going to tell you about was a woman who was actually eight months pregnant. Now, when she got back to the dorm, she received the exact same treatment. So in that moment, our pizza was our services, pushing those cars, bringing those people back to the dorms, making them safe and as comfortable as you can be on a plastic bed. Okay, in that moment, we could have just as easily pushed their cars up and been like, God bless you, we're going to go on to the next one. But instead, we, we really showed those people Jesus. We, we talked to them about it, but we showed them who Jesus was. In that moment, none of us were thinking about, oh, we're going to earn our faith by pushing these cars. We're going to earn Jesus by pushing these cars. That was a mere showing of our faith, not an earning of it. Now, the church often finds comfort in enjoying the pizza together. We often find comfort in enjoying our pizza with others at the party when we are, in fact, called to go out and share our pizza, to do good works. And remember, it's through faith that we do good works not an earning of it. So even when it's 80 degrees outside, we should be putting on our sweaters and sharing our pizza. Okay, now this is where you guys come into play. So what does your pizza or your good works look like? Guys, I cannot, cannot stress this enough that you don't have to be ministers to do good works. One of the most solid guys I know is a construction worker. Now when I think construction worker, I think of big burly guys who never have an appropriate conversation but, but in fact, this guy is constantly doing good works for the kingdom. One of the smartest and most beautiful, if I might add, women that I know is a kindergarten teacher. Okay? Now, now she's doing good works just by being a light in the school and making her room a safe place for people to just come and just hang out. 
So whatever your good works are or look like, just do them in remembrance with these things. If you guys will enjoy, join me to Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. I therefore, a prisoner for the, for the Lord, gosh, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Lost my place there. So anyway, so in that, we are, we are doing, to summarize all this, we, are, we have faith, and out of the overflow of the faith, we are doing good works, Jesus physics. Now, now in those things, we, we should remember these. We should treat our works with things like humility, gentleness, and patience in love for each other. And trust me, guys, I co-lead middle school youth group, and patience and, and gentleness are things that are hard to come by sometimes. Um, but in those, in those uncomfortable and testy moments, I, I don't take my sweater off. One, because Caleb and Matt would kill me. Um, but, but better yet, I had, there was a guy that died for me. I wasn't given up on him, there was a guy that died for me. In fact, the same guy died for everyone who accepts him. So in that, in that we, we are doing... Oh man, I just lost my place. I'm sorry. So, so in that, we, we have faith... And out of the overflow of that faith, we are doing good works. And, and in that, we should, tr so because we're not earning anything, we should treat our works with the same things that Jesus walked around with. Um, so I'm going to wrap up now, and I'll, I'll go ahead and invite the team forward. Um, but I, I challenge you, church, um, that, that in this, you go out and uh, you put on your sweaters and, and you share your pizza. Um, and, and guys, before I, before I walk off, I just want to remind you that it is sweater season. There we go. All right. We're going to do an invitation. The focus of every sermon when we speak of Scripture is going to be, always be Jesus. And uh, appreciate Kevin, uh, you know, to know that this young man, it, it has not been a lifetime a pursuit of Jesus, but it has been the past, has it been two years now? Is that right? Uh, but but uh, I have loved watching this young man's journey and the transformation that's taking place that has been evidence of Jesus working in his life. I do believe there's a worn out spot on the carpet up here between here and where Eric is standing. I, did, I didn't see that earlier this week. I think maybe a little nervousness got in there, but we're, we're going to just offer this this morning, every opportunity we can. And it, happened, it can happen during the week where you say, today is the day. I talked to a young man earlier this week, said just hit his knees and just ask Jesus to or asked to receive Jesus. And, and so invitation is all the time. It's not this formal time, but we're gonna do this formally right now. Perhaps uh, it's a decision you've already made and you wanna make that public, that confession of faith. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. He is that Messiah. He is that savior that I want and I need in my life. 
So we want to give you that opportunity. We're also a church that believes in, you know, a lot of times you'll come with a lot of burdens and difficulties in your life. Maybe it's hitting hard right now, right here today. We, we want to be able to pray for you or pray with you. We use this time for that. Uh, I would love to pray with you if you want to use this time or even directly after service. Get with someone and pray with them. Uh, just share, share the burden that you have. But right now, during this invitation, if, if you just choose Jesus, uh, we ask you to step forward and make that known today. Let's, let's all stand and sing our invitation. Mm -hmm.